Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Locker Room FC podcast. I am joined by my co-hosts once again, Rashid and Shiv Kumar. Uh, today, since it's the start of the new Premier League season, we are going to be sticking with that, and we are going to make uh, for someone the much-awaited predictions video. So we are going to be predicting a lot of the Premier League season, the 2020-21 season. So uh, it's going to be exciting, boys. How do you guys feel about your predictions? Pretty confident, you know. I feel like I've got this in the bag. I okay. I, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna simply just be like, yes, I'm confident. Let's go. Disclaimer. So we made our predictions before uh, game week one actually elapsed. Yes, we before made it today morning, but it's still gonna I, be very dodgy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, and I can safely say that a lot of my predictions are looking a little bit ropey right now. <laughs> but let's not be reactionary, right? Alright, so let's start off with the the most important. Who is going to be the champions of the 2020-21 season? Um, uh, Rashid, come on. Well, you know, I've got to back my boys. I feel like every season, no matter what happens, City, for some reason, are the bookies' favourite. Liverpool did play amazing last season. But then uh, there's always the rule in, you could say in Premier League that once you win a season, the next season, you're not going to perform as well. Uh, we saw Chelsea do that one season. Had to bring that up. Two seasons. <laughs> <Both> seasons. <laughs> I, I, I also think City's going to win. Actually, I, I made this prediction on the assumption that City signed Koulibaly. Koulibaly, yeah. They That's going to be a very big... close. Yeah, exactly. We're still looking very close to actually completing. So, if City do sign Koulibaly, I don't care who Liverpool sign, uh, except Messi, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who Liverpool sign. They could sign Thiago for all they care. I still think that City win the title here. Shiv? Yeah, as much as I want to say United and don't want to say <laughs> Liverpool or City at all. <laughs> oh, Shiv is in a position here. <laughs> At the moment, it's looking very ropey for top four itself. Just <laughs> make a weird season. For, because usually the Premier League only has either a few days left of the transfer market or like it's oh, the transfer market is shut before the Premier League begins. But this time, it's like there's like a whole month of proper, yeah, so you know. So it all depends. Could happen. <laughs> United bring in Rivilan. Uh, uh, you know, Thiago Jaden Sancho. and Jaden Sancho, the marquee player, I would I would openly say United can win the title. But yeah, I, I'm seems... not gonna I'm not gonna discount <laughs> that at all actually. I mean and with also Upamecano, I mean Upamecano, I don't think it'll happen, but you know, these three signings, if they happen, I'm I'd say United. But if I'm disregarding those three transfers for United, I'm also re- disregarding Kulibari. And so I, I'm actually, I'm actually torn between Liverpool and Chelsea because you know, Chelsea. Inside, I was like, "Oh damn, my boys!" <laughs> I'm not used. To, I'm not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chelsea. You know, you could say they, they have plugged all their holes. They uh, sort of. They've literally gone and looked. Okay, we are missing here. We are missing there. We are missing there, and then bought players specific to those problems. And you know, even like goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, they are. Mendy. Oh, I mean, we're, yeah, uh, we're close to signing Mandy. Yeah, he said, "Here we go." So, uh, yeah, we see like 
they're, they're getting Thiago Silva. So they, they're showing that they want to compete with the best. They're not going to go step by step. Like, they've gotten fourth. And now they're going. They're going all out for the title. So, and, and Liverpool uh, looks shaky. They, they bought only one player up till now for like 9 million. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that convinced by Liverpool's, you know, activities. Because, you know, every season depends on the transfers. And, you know, I have to say, actually, Chelsea are favourites at the moment. So, you're yes. predicting Chelsea. You're predicting Chelsea to win the league. That is crazy. I was not always has these bold claims that he comes up with. I did not step into this call <laughs> expecting that right now. Uh, one thing I see, I will say that's a good assessment. But I like, I'm pretty sure that the like the view around the club right now is this is a push to close the gap, not a push for the title. If it happens, it happens. But uh, as it's intended right now, it's a push uh, to close the gap. And plus, the squad has to mesh together. So I feel like. That's the. Those are the reasons why Chelsea are not going to be competing this year. I feel like there will be a push until a certain time, but no. I I uh, kind of find it akin to you know uh, Guardiola's second season. You know, first first season he assessed the problems, and second second season he just bought players, and you know everyone was like they're gonna, you know they they finished what fourth or third the previous season, and people thought they were just gonna you know compete or like close the gap, but they became centurions. They they like yeah. dominated the league with just a, with, with their purchases. So I feel like similarly it could happen for Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, but I, love, I think I know. Thing... Wait, hold on. Uh, I love Frank Lampard, but there's a difference between Pep Guardiola and Frank Lampard. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I I love the bloke, but like, come on. <laughs> and then I'll also add into that. Uh, the point is that Pep Guardiola, the season which he did. Uh, get the centurions. He just mostly concentrated on the fullbacks and stuff. The attack was still pretty similar to what we had like the previous year. And uh, who who were the key players for Chelsea? It's almost like they're going for a completely new attack. They're having yeah. a whole different type of players who are going to attack. Now they have different defenders as well. So now we have like different areas that have to like come together. So I see Chelsea being a really good team this season, but I think they might take a little bit time to like. For everything to uh, gel together. So, I see them finishing second, actually. That's going to be, like, my prediction. I have Chelsea on a second here. I think it's a... a so, <laughs> it's a good segue into our top four predictions. Rashid, might as well finish the rest of your top four. So, I've got Man City. I've got Chelsea second. I've got Liverpool at third. And I've got Shivs Boys at fourth. Okay, I mean, <laughs> again, I'm just surprised that you guys are, like, are estimate, like... <laughs> Expecting that much from Chelsea right right now, I I'm I've taken a pessimistic approach relative to you guys, and even that approach is still optimistic to what I usually am. So I've gone with uh, City obviously as champions as I predicted before. Uh, Liverpool second place, Chelsea third, and United fourth. Now I made this with a hint of optimism, and obviously after the season started, I went back to my pessimistic self, and I was just like. I don't know if like Chelsea can get third, you know, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the points about uh, chemistry and like how the team has to match together is is important. And United, I don't even know if they're gonna make signings after Van der Beek. It it really depends. Like 
Like I yes, keep seeing different right. things, different day. And if United do make signing, then it's going to be really interesting. If United don't, then I I I don't see how they would not, or like how they would like how they would be competing for the top three spots. I mean, obviously this they can still compete with Chelsea when like since they're in this process of building chemistry. But other than that, I don't see. Uh, actually, I I didn't mention that. Like, if United don't make any signings, they're at a risk of being dropped out of the top four by Arsenal. That's definitely a topic for like a later time today. Uh, but Shiv, um, your top four predictions. Um, I'm obviously going for Championship Chelsea. Uh, second yes. place, Man City. Third, Liverpool, and fourth, I have to back my boys at United. Like I, I say, back your boys, and you go for fourth. <laughs> I, I would not mind seeing that, you know, <laughs> winning a title I mean, fight to City obviously. and Guardiola. No, but like to City and Guardiola in particular. I mean, for me, if 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 we I was to select my ideal title fight, I would have to be Klopp versus Liverpool and like and Klopp and Liverpool and then Guardiola and City just because the fight that they had. So uh, I guess that's top four done. I think, uh, but any... the one thing we haven't talked about is why we've not predicted like. Liverpool to win, you know, people are gonna expect Liverpool I mean, to win. But yeah, men- mention it. I mentioned that I m- I predicted City to win under the assumption that City signed Koulibaly, and I I rate Laporte highly. So if they sign Koulibaly, it's uh, sent like a two world class centre backs at the defence, and I'm pretty sure that solves their defensive issues. Uh, when it comes concerns the back line, the overall structure probably not. But when it concerns a backline, it would solve it. And I don't see how any team is going to compete against that. I know you yeah, said the I same, think, Rashid. Yeah, I think for Liverpool also, uh, like keeping whatever City do aside, Liverpool do have a really good team. And I, you know, it's good that they have backed their players in such a way that they don't even want to sign anyone else. But the problem for me, I see, is they don't have much squad depth. Like, if uh, Salah or Mane get injured, like, at the beginning of the season, I don't see them, like, having the same effect in the front anymore. I don't think anyone else could step up those shoes or, like, Van Dijk getting injured or someone else like that. So, that's why, like, I think Poole might struggle this year. Something like that happens. I was actually thinking the exact same thing. I I was, like, like, it's kind of crazy how that none of their players have gone injured up to this point, like a long-term injury, which has impacted their score as much. But I feel like this season, it will catch up to them. Like, it's not going to be all perfect for them. Shiv, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah, that's it. that's what I I felt because they brought in what one left back till now. They don't have yeah. Because uh, see, you look at uh, City, right? They knew they needed another world class in the back, but they didn't stop there. They also brought in Nathan Ake because they knew there is they someone depth. going to get injured. And even after Nathan Ake, they have Orton Mendy. I mean, not world class, but then they have Orton Mendy. They have John Stones. They still have centre backs around. But you look at Liverpool, you have. Um, you have Van Dijk, you have Joe Gomez, and then who? You don't even have Lovren now. You have Joel Matip, and then who do you have after that? Like who? Yeah. What is that's exactly? It's a very good point that. Then. Um. Yeah. Basically, that's my point. They don't have enough depth. So and the, the long-term injury, and then you they they'll have to start resting players also. We 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 haven't talked about how like this season is gonna also be a very rough scheduling because of the like the late start. Uh, before we move on, 
<laughs> I want to I want to hear you guys pronounce Liverpool's new signing. Oh, I don't want you to do that. You guys know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying. Shiv, Shiv hasn't mentioned his name till now. Just Liverpool's <laughs> new signing. So I want to. Even Shiv, even you I want to. I I can't even. I don't want to even try. You know, because I'm pretty sure someone just fired a career mode, went to higher <laughs> All right, we'll move on then. Uh, so we won't be talking about this too much. But obviously, to complete out the Europa League sides, uh, the places and the top six, I want to hear you guys on like the predictions on the yeah who will take up the Europa League places. Now we're not going to talk about this much, so I just um, yeah, I think I'm going to go for Arsenal and Tottenham. Arsenal is fifth, and Tottenham is sixth. I mean, this is Jose's second season. People would expect him to do better, but I think what Arteta has been doing, especially towards the end of last year's uh, Arsenal campaign. I think that they're going to be a really good team this season. They're going to uh, continue that trend. And uh, I think if United don't do any signings, like Saram said, that they might actually be closer to the top fours than actually being out of the Europa League places. Yeah, I, I agree with those. I actually have the very same order. And yeah, I, I do see Arsenal also uh, having a strong uh, top four push. Also, you guys have to remember that we're recording this on the first day, like after the events of the first day. So we like I, I I'm not that I'm not biased, but yeah, I've seen from what I've seen from Arsenal, they are good and they have potential. Shiv, what about you? I'm I'm backing uh, Tottenham to come fifth and uh, Arsenal to come sixth because it you know Mourinho if he if he brings in his men. The players he wants, then uh, Tottenham could be looking at a serious top four push. But nevertheless, I feel like uh, Mourinho still has enough experience to outdo what Arteta can do. Because it's our first Arteta's first full season. We don't know how he's going to perform. Because a full season is different to half a season. And I yeah. feel like uh, Mourinho will better handle all the different situations and the stuff thrown at him throughout the season than Arteta. So I'm backing. Uh, Mourinho's Tottenham to come in at fifth and Arsenal to come in sixth. So, Shiv, I have a question for you, right? Uh, so, do you think Tottenham's going to be closer to the top four or to Arsenal, who is in sixth in your predictions? I, I think Tottenham are going to be closer. To wait, no, to who? Like no, the top to, four? To the top or four or Arsenal? to Arsenal? To the top four. Oh damn! Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I agree with that sentiment. Like, we can't, you can never rule out Jose. Right, so the relegation battle then. Uh, who's getting relegated? Who wants, who's volunteering first? Okay, uh, I'd go first. I want to go first. Um, I'm going to say... Can't wait for this. Wait, can't wait. wait for this. We're going for the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter, I think. Any, I mean, does... uh, you know what? Yeah, we'll do it in order. Fine. Yeah, so... 2019-18. I mean, I mean, okay. It's pretty simple. The three I'm going for is rock bottom. At the bottom of the league, it's going to be Fulham. Okay. Um, because they haven't they haven't made enough signings to you know like just like the last time Fulham came in, they didn't make enough signings that convince you that you know they're gonna they're gonna change the way the entire team plays. So that's gonna be a huge issue. Uh, the second, uh, the team that I'm going for for 19th position is going to be West Brom. It's similar to Fulham situation. They aren't 
invested because there's a difference between you know for being top of the championship and then trying to outdo people in the premier league because they you really need to invest a lot and yeah. i feel like west ham uh, west brom haven't invested and uh, 18th was a hard one but i'm going to have going to have to go for aston villa they are now going to learn from their mistake from last year and you know they they're not going to strike luck twice and they're going down with jack grealish in the wow so you're saying they go down with jack grealish so he's going to be in the squad still yeah he's going to be in the squad the only limelight in a void of darkness adam i <laughs> you just say that that's the same three i've gone with also i've gone with aston villa as 18 same issue i was going to put west ham in there but then uh, i think they might just stay up it's going to be pretty close for me between west ham and aston villa fulham is 19th and west brom is 20th i mean i don't have any so you reverse that all yeah yeah only the the last two i the feel like west brom is going to be last and fulham is going to be 19th i don't have much to so, add shifts it like all the necessary points so, so i i also uh have like Fulham and West Brom. I have Fulham at 20th and West Brom at 8th, 19th. For pretty much the same reasons actually because Fulham haven't made signings that actually address their issues which is a pretty big thing. Uh, and okay, I, I'm not going to lie, watching them today like did like open a lot but even before <laughs> today I had them at 20th. I thought it would be a little bit closer but seeing them today just completely like I I I okay I I don't like Fulham obviously because I support Chelsea but seeing them today was a, like also like extremely just like like depressing just like what's happening here uh West Brom I mean when a team strike force consists of Robson Kanu Charlie Austin and a third guy who I don't even know who he is <laughs> you just know that they're not going to be scoring a lot like I know that Slaven Bilic I've heard anyways that he's on a great job in the championship but I don't think he's going to be able to save this team. Now, okay, for the last uh relegation spot, I've gone different from you guys, but not too different from the general consensus. I've gone for West Ham for two reasons. Uh West Ham are currently in like they're in protest with their board. The fans and the players are all protesting the board right now for like questionable decisions. In fact, I think the fa- like the players are in training or something. If something I heard like like they didn't train like a day or something as a protest. And number 2, I think West Ham will lose their best player. Oh, I think Declan West Ham Rice. will lose I think Declan he Rice. might stay. That's why I had them up. I I think Declan Rice is going to leave this summer to Chelsea and I think that's that's going to send them down. I would love nothing more to see uh, to us for us to poach their best player and then send them down. But <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think this is the year West Ham go down. Yeah, I think that's the difference in opinion because I think he might just stay and that's why I have them staying up. If he leaves then yeah, I would be tempted he, to say if he, he might if go he down. leaves then I don't think there's a question. Then, about I don't think it's a, yeah, I think it's going to be very easy to pull them down. But for But now I have the, to stay. The, the thing is I'm I'm pretty confident I think even if he stays I think they go down. just because so here's the thing Aston Villa are making moves in the market right now so they i think Emmy Martinez is close to doing a medical yeah no. uh they they signed Ollie Watkins who just scored against Man United in the pre uh, like the friendly game that they had today uh and they're going <laughs> to sign Milo Rashia i don't know who he is but you know he's a winger and they need a winger that's not named Jack Grealish so 
Uh, that's that, true. Those, that's are, true. those are good signings, in my opinion. Uh, and they signed Matty Cash as well, who is, who is a pretty solid championship player. And I have no idea how he plays or how he played in the Premier League. But I just think that Aston Villa have made a, like good enough signings to keep them up for one more season. I don't think they're going to do any wonders. I think they're going to stay up by a strand. But I do think it doesn't matter if West Ham uh, keep or sell Declan Rice. I think West Ham go down. Fair. So, uh, any other thoughts or do we move on? I think we should. We could move on. I think we have anything much to say. Right. Uh, So, let's let's go on to the awards now then. The individual awards. Now, obviously, they're a pretty good contention point. So, the first one I have here is Golden Boot. Now, this is interesting because we have a lot of contenders this year. A lot of fully fit contenders. So, uh, Shiv, why don't you go first? Who do you think is going to win the Golden Boot? No bias here. I'm going for Aubameyang. Oh, I yeah, just okay. feel like... I thought, I thought he was he, he's one of the... I, mean, I, I, I was like, I was like, he's going to say Martial and Rashford. He just is going to say Martial and Rashford. See, Martial and Rashford, the thing is, when Sancho comes in, they're going to have to... <laughs> when when so, Sancho comes in. <laughs> there, there's not going to be one... And even even last season, United didn't have one focal point that scored all their goals and carried the team even when like they were bad. Like they they didn't come a situation like that. Whereas Aubameyang, in last like in the previous last ten games or something, he had scored like ninety percent of Arsenal's goals. That's like a huge percentage of and in big games he said. He has a huge percentage of Arsenal's goals, and even like, even in normal games, even if Arsenal are playing bad, like he can, on the counter, he'll pull up one moment of brilliance, and he can score goals, no matter what the conditions are present to him. So I feel like he's one of the players that can, you know, win the Golden Boot. Like he has one Golden Boot, and almost and won the last time. Yeah, he started by like, one. Yeah. And this time, he is winning his second Golden Boot. That's interesting. Uh, I For me, it was... Uh, I think... I, I think there were two consensus that people generally agreed on. And that was Aubameyang and Salah. But I had a third player who a lot of people were definitely not expecting. And I, for me, the third player was Raheem Sterling. Uh, I, that's not who I went with. I'm just saying my thought process on this. I just feel like... Sterling and Salah and Aubameyang are all uh, great Satpad merchants. Uh, but I think Aubameyang will take it this year. And he'll have his second golden boot. And I, obviously, again, we made these predictions before we actually saw today's games. But seeing what he did today, even though he didn't have that great of a game, uh, what the, the goal he scored out of nothing, it, it's a very good... It's like, yeah, I, I think he's going to win the golden boot. I think, and I think he's going to do a lot of, lot of good for Arsenal's side. Russian. Okay, well, I was told between two choices, basically between my brain and my heart. So my brain was saying, like today morning, I was like, when when we talked about this, like my brain was like, yeah, it's gonna be Salah or it's gonna be Aubameyang or Harry Kane, but like Salah was edging it out for me. But you know, my heart kept saying it's gonna be Aguero again, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna back my boy Aguero this season again. I'm telling you, this season is gonna be like one of his last. Seasons, I feel that he's gonna be like in like t- to start over Jesus. I feel like it's it's reaching a point when he's getting old enough to 
Salah's decline. But that's not going to be this season. This season is going to be his year. He's, as long as he stays fully fit, though, that's the only problem with Aguero. Because every season, he starts off so well. He'll be like the first or the second. And I'll be expecting him to do. And then he has some major injury. So if he stays injury-free, I, I'm going to back my boy Aguero to win the Golden Boot this year. Yeah, I rate Aguero. Uh, I think it's a very interesting choice. But I want to briefly talk about why uh, Shiv and I, and, and you, <laughs> for, for the most part, are mostly leaning towards Aubameyang and Salah and not Aguero and Kane. So, personally, for me, I just feel like City have too many choices they can go towards when they want when they want a goal. Like, they have Sterling, they have Aguero, and then they have Mares who can just do, like, a moment of brilliance and get a goal himself. And whereas for Harry Kane, Harry Kane, he, he's not been receiving a lot of chances lately. I still, like, believe he's a really good striker, like a world-class striker at that. But under Mourinho's system, he hasn't been getting the chances that he need, like he needs or he had gone under Pochettino when he won the Golden Boot twice. So, those are my personal reasons why I don't see Harry, uh, Harry Kane or Aguero winning it. What about you, Shiv? I feel like, um, you know, um, he's coming off of, he's coming off the back of a long-term injury and I feel like he hasn't, he just doesn't have that same rigour about him, like, in the games that he has come back from. The way he plays is just not the same old Harry Kane. And, you know, Tottenham as a team itself are recovering since yeah. the start of last season. And, you know, even Son has, you know, started over the past few seasons, Son has started sharing the goals among Kane. So, I feel like all these factors come in. You know, Kane's not, he's going to get a lot of goals. Same with uh, uh, Dannings, same with Jamie Vardy. These are class strikers. But I just feel like they're not going to be the top scorers of the league. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. All right, let's move on to the other extremely important individual award. A one that was extremely contested this year, but Kevin De Bruyne managed to win it, as he should. He deserves it, and congrats to him. It is the PFA Player of the Year. Now, I will just throw out my prediction to who wins it. Uh, we've seen a pattern where uh, the team that wins the Premier League does not have of the player who wins the player of the year. So I'm going to f- stick with that pattern with the prediction that I made and I'm going to say Sadio Mane wins it. And I think he deserves it after the seasons he's been having, the years he's been having. Like he's he's gone under the radar in a little... Well, not under the radar, but he ha- his praise hasn't been sung about as much as your Virgil van Dijk's or your Trent Alexander-Arnold's or your Mo Salah's at times. Uh, I think this is the year where I, he, he just does what he does usually, but more people notice him for it. I, because I guess in Liverpool team that lacks a bit less, a bit more quality than they did the previous year. And I think Sadio Mane clinches it over, I don't know, I guess Kevin De Bruyne again. <laughs> well. Shiv. What about you? We're going to use um, late, Rashid, because you think City are going to win the title. So. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with something on the lines of what you said. You know, the team that wins the league is not going to have the player of the year. So, so Chelsea I'm won't have it. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, <laughs> so, I was just so thinking, no I don't even to win the league again. <laughs> so no Chelsea player then, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so my, you know, my prediction, I mean, I mean, you can pretty much write it down right now. The player of the season for 2021 in the Premier League is going to be Bruno Fernandes. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. First <laughs> I... season in the Premier League. Last year he got uh, last season he played 50 games, got 27 goals and 22 assists. And as you know, but uh, but according to other fans, penalties don't count. So this <laughs> excluding penalties in the past three seasons, he has averaged 18 goals and 20 assists, excluding penalties. Liga Nasto. It's okay. How about the season was in the Premier League and other comps, Europa League? I mean, it, 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 it's it's a fair pick, but. I don't see it happening. I can feel like I can. I think I can already see people coming back to this clip in a year. But personally, I don't see it happening right now. Uh, what about you, Rashid? Um. Well, again, there were a lot of choices that I thought about. I I, I had a feeling that Musala might actually win it this year because of the trend of the winning team, not uh, player not winning and stuff. But again. Because the thing I see it as is this season starting really close to the previous season. There's not been a big gap. Players have it's basically almost like an extension of last season, you could say, but like how close they are. So in current form, I still think that kid Kevin De Bruyne is like still in a league of his own, and I'm gonna back him to be the first player since Cristiano Ronaldo in 2008 to win it back to back. I would doubt that, <laughs> just just because how good KDB is. <laughs> Um, all right, so now for our final prediction, and a bit of an odd one. I I don't know if you necessarily call it odd, but who is going to be? What is going to be your surprise of the season? Uh, now I kept this vague when I told you guys earlier. I didn't say a team or a player, so it was up to you to mention who do you think was going to be the biggest surprise. Uh, I have a team written down, but we'll <laughs> I come like we'll come back to me later. Rashid, who do you think is going to be the big or what do you think would be the biggest surprise this year? Yeah, I think I also went for a team, and I don't think this is going to be much of a surprise. I think like many people actually think it might happen, but I think that Leeds this year are going to be, you know, really good. I see them finishing like you know seventh or eighth, in fact. Like that's Please. that's going to be like you know they're going to be the Wolves in the Sheffield of the last season. They're going to do that this year. That's going to be my surprise break. Like. She was she was already sitting over there wanting to stab me, but yeah, that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting Leeds to pull off an incredible season this year. I I would not want to see that happen at all. <laughs> We got two anti Leeds boys over here, so even better. <laughs> I I can see it happening. That's the thing. Uh, Shiv, what about you? Okay, so this this kind of links to one of the other predictions we made. So uh, in the relegation category, I didn't put in West Ham. And that's because I feel like the surprise is going to come from West Ham, and specifically from Sebastian Alle. He is going to come into oh. his own in his second season in the league. He is going to help whether Declan Rice stays at West Ham or not. Sebastian Alle is going to help West Ham push mid-table or even higher. And you know, away from the relegation. <laughs> Okay, so I'm looking. I'm looking at mine right now, and I can definitely say that Shivs was the most surprising of the surprises <laughs> yeah. until now. <laughs> It's so typical of him. Always something 
You know what? I rate it. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, <laughs> it keeps the like podcast the, more interesting. <laughs> all the criticism that Halle has received after his first season, Shims backed him to keep the team up to above mid-table. I back it. Right, so my surprise this season, and I this actually this shouldn't be much of a surprise considering the form that they were on uh, before, well, after the restart. I think Southampton is going to be the big surprise of the season. I really, really rate Ralph Hasenhutl as a manager, and I really, really rate Danny Ings as a striker and a player. And their whole squad works really well together. Uh, they haven't made a ton of signings. I don't think have they made any signings. I'm not sure about that. I don't think they've they made, made any. Walker Peters, yeah. but they yeah, lost. They've got Walker Peters. Yes, they they yeah, lost Yes, is a good player, but I I see Southampton finishing top half. I'm gonna. Stick my neck out and say Southampton are going to finish ninth this season. And uh, the surprising bit about this is Southampton just lost today to Crystal Palace on the opening day. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh-huh. I made I made my prediction. I'm going to stick with it. Even <laughs> I was I I watched them a lot after the restart, and they were really really good. I I I I honestly saw them beating Man United like when they faced them in their in those late games. Alas, but still, I I'd, I'd see them finishing top half, ninth or tenth, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I was also backing that. To be honest, for those of you who did join our fantasy league that we put up, you could see that I had a Southampton defender as well as the goalkeeper because I was backing Southampton to do well. But yeah, that's the first game's not gone too well. But yeah, let's see what happens from now on. To be fair to them, uh, I was seeing the stat line because I, I didn't watch the full game. I saw the stat line at the end and Southampton didn't dominate possession. They dominated shots. They dominated shots on target. And they had a really good chance at the end, the one which Shivkumar said in our group chat, which uh, yeah, like, the, brought out a save from Guaita. So they did play well. Just unlucky to not come away with a point or three there. Uh, I, yeah, I mean... Even after saying that, I think everyone connected that the West Ham is like the biggest surprise of like all the surprises. It's, and and so it's far. not just West Ham. We specifically gone for Sebastian Haller to be the Halle, man. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair play. You've kept this podcast interesting, especially after people saying you 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 don't talk as much. So uh, <laughs> this is just yeah, it's wonderful. Anyways, I think. That's gonna be it for the main predictions. Do you guys have any other comments? Any other outline outlandish prediction that you want to make in for the listeners? I don't have uh, anything. Well, I don't know. I feel I'm gonna make another, you know, just a bold claim. Just that, you know, we have some controversy. I feel like Harry Kane's gonna flop the season, you know. I don't think he's gonna have a great season. I'm just gonna put it out there because you know we Nothing's fun as controversy, so let's just say I don't oh, see Hurricane yes. having the best of seasons. I would okay. say that our Arsenal listeners will be very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my prediction, this is a very outlandish one, but Everton finishing above Arsenal. Didn't oh, you wow. Predict, didn't you predict didn't Arsenal? Didn't you just predict Arsenal to finish? Like, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening, but it could. <laughs> I'm saying Everton really pushing Arsenal. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So, 16-17. Arsenal will finish 6. But Everton will push them till the last game. Till the last point. Okay. Uh, my outlandish prediction. I know I didn't. I, say, I, I said I didn't have one. But my outlandish prediction is uh, Leicester will fall outside the top half. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that could happen. Actually, I... 
It, I it actually could, it could, could or see, could not happen. I could yeah. see it based on the, especially the way they finished last season. You know, I wouldn't say that. And you've got to mention, they're playing in Europe this season. Oh, and yeah, yeah. We don't know how they'll handle it. Uh, obviously, they haven't lost. They, they only lost Ben Chilwell. So, they haven't lost as much personnel. But I still feel like as Jamie Vardy is, he's getting old. Like, no way you put about, no, like, no two ways you think put about it. I feel like that's going to affect them and the way they ended last season, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, I, I think there is a high chance they finish. I, yeah, I, I'm going to say they, they, they finish outside the top half. Just outside the top half, though. All right. So, I guess that's the end of our predictions video. I have to say this, this is actually a very fun episode. Uh, I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think we had some fun times. A lot of bold claims as well. A lot of bold People claims, can. yeah. <laughs> We're going to get clowned a lot, but, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, people now. expected Leicester to get relegated the year they won. So, you know, for all we know, West Ham might uh, actually go and win the league. <laughs> uh, before we close out this podcast, I just want to say, uh, so we have a, our, the Locker Room FC guys have a, Fantasy Premier League, uh, competi- like league, public league, where you private league, where you guys, the listeners, can join and compete one on one with all of the list- other listeners and the co-hosts of the podcast. All you have to do is type get type in the code that will be in the description of the YouTube video or the IGTV clip or Spotify if you're watching it there. And uh, if you enter that, uh, that in your app, your fantasy app, you will be able to join our league. You can still join our league and, uh, well, I guess hope for the best. Uh, I know that a lot of you guys are going to be better than us, but it's, it's going to be fun regardless. So please join our league. It's going to be fun and share it with as many people as you want. That's all, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's all I, I have to say, I guess. Um but that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been a very fun episode to do. Uh, obviously, we're still on this grind and we still appreciate all the support, all the comments that you guys give us. It keeps us encouraged to keep going on and we love that. Uh, if you're watching on IGTV, give us a like. If you're and follow us. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. Again, also give us a like and comment about you know your predictions and your thoughts about our predictions if you want you can clown us as well we don't care uh we do care but it's it's i do guys i'll cry don't don't clown me too much (laughs) it's good feedback uh but that's gonna cap it off thank you for tuning into this episode and we will see you guys later goodbye